Before we get started today, we have a message from our sponsor, 3BR Distillery. 3BR is a producer of unusual craft spirits featuring a kitschy Slavic punk tasting room in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit, made from peas, is an homage to a family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. Visit 7 Main Street in Keyport for more. Music can only mean one thing. We are back with a new episode of Cannon Fodder. I'm Ed. I'm Matt. And today we are going to be talking about the definitive cultural moment of the 90s, Baywatch. Yes, this is our uh, local summer special episode of Cannon Fodder. Um, yeah, there was a, this was supposed to be done last year. For obvious reasons, it was not. Uh, but we're going full on, and now we have video. Hey, hey, as you can see, we are fully dressed up for the part. We have a floaty device if anything happens. We have a copy of the VHS that will eventually be in the New Jersey Free Blockbuster for one of the Baywatch movies. And if you follow us on Instagram or TikTok, we did a live uh, unpacking of some vintage Baywatch cards. They were a little bit stuck together since they were like 20 or 30 years old almost. Yeah, roughly, yeah. But, um, but, but it's a good time. So let's start off. With our drink of the podcast. <laughs> and um, uh, what is our drink of the podcast? Uh, I have to say it out loud. It's a sex on the beach. Sex on the beach, keeping with the theme of Baywatch. Yeah. Uh, these were made for us by the uh, vice president of cocktail acquisition for the Review <laughs> Podcast Network. And we made it with 3BR's Mendel Vodka. So, oh, who's 3BR? Uh, 3BR is the official sponsor of Can of Fodder and the Review Podcast Network. Um, check them out on... Um, there's links to them on the Review Podcast Network a website and Linktree and all that. Uh, they are the best uh, distillery in Monmouth County. Good friends and supporters of the podcast. A Soviet style, speakeasy kind of a vibe. Great place. And they make some great vodka, which is the best part of this cocktail. Not really a Sex on the Beach fan. Yeah, I was going to say, even even the superior uh, Mendel vodka can't save this cocktail from being bad. I mean, it's like... I feel I feel like I'm getting diabetes just drinking it. Yeah. Like it's so sweet. Um so yeah, we're gonna have one of these and then switch to a less relevant drink of the podcast. <laughs> but you know, Sex on the Beach is such a corny like name for a cocktail. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to like segue into the show because Baywatch is as corny as they come. Yeah, definitely. Here, move your microphone up a little bit. This yeah, sure. a little bit more space. Take oh, the yeah. They're, oh, they're like this, huh? No, yeah. they like move the whole stand out. I can't. Yeah. Okay, no. great. I thought it was. I thought you had an option. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, um, yes. So you might be asking, "Hey, this is one show, Baywatch. Why on earth are we going to do a cannon fodder?" For those of you who are not aware, more than one, Baywatch is actually part of quite the series. So we're going to be talking about everything Baywatch, starting with the NBC TV show, which went from '89 to '90. Then Baywatch, the syndicated show, which we're going to talk about, like completely changed the whole kind of vibe and and. People who were dead came back to life, which happens a lot in this. <laughs> There's the seminal uh, Baywatch Nights, which is my favorite part of this whole uh, fandom and franchise. There's Baywatch Hawaii, which was like kind of like at the tail end of regular Baywatch. They kind of transitioned to a new show that went for two years, uh, the very late 90s. And then, of course, the most recent uh, Baywatch movie that came out in 2017, which we're going to argue if or not it's canon. There's Hasselhoff, it's Pam Anderson, so there's definitely some yep. connections there. But let's start off with uh, Baywatch, the uh, NBC show, which was all about David Hasselhoff. Yeah, I mean, this was, first of all, I feel like my balls are going to pop out of these things. You know, in these, any these are tight. If you're not watching on, um, <laughs> on our YouTube channel, uh, you'll see some photos of us uh, on Instagram and TikTok. We are wearing Newman shorts. We are wearing very short yeah. Baywatch shorts. You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, the first – so I watched the entire first season of Baywatch. Yes. And then just kind of cherry-picked other things beyond that. You didn't watch all 300-something episodes? Yeah, right. Good God. <laughs> um, I have to say, 
the first season of Baywatch is actually a pretty good show. Yeah. Like, I understand why they made some of the changes they made because it's simply just untenable to be like, oh, yes, this one section of California Beach is just littered with crime, you know, like on a constant basis, right? It's like how at its in its heyday, uh, there were more deaths on Law and Order than there were in the island of Manhattan. Yeah, because exactly. <laughs> yeah, to a certain extent, it can always be this interesting. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the first season of Baywatch, I actually really enjoyed. Um, it was actually like a, a pretty decent fucking show for the time. Yeah, and when people think back on Baywatch, they they think about like Baywatch at its height, which was about seven years after the first season. Right. It's when it's in syndication. It's it's when they have a lot of like beautiful women, a lot of like Playboy models turned actresses. And and well, think about yeah, it. Yes, yeah. Just because they were acting <laughs> doesn't mean. <laughs> and, and and it's it's also equal opportunity. Like everybody on the show is gorgeous. Like yeah. the men are always built. The women are always gorgeous. And what's interesting when you get into the syndication is that's when they really become this like international sensation because the original show, which lasted from eighty nine to ninety, was actually canceled. Yes. By NBC, and this was you know it barely made a dent. Because like you said, it's kind of a generic kind of, you know, like procedural. And given that David Hasselhoff not only took down the Berlin Wall, saving democracy and ending the Cold War, uh, he was also a huge a person throughout Europe and around the world because of, you know, his his wonderful um, saving of yeah. Europe. Yeah. So so because of Knight Rider and, and, his, and his huge success as a musician in Europe, it was easy for them to syndicate the show and just kind of retool it a little bit. So when it came back in 1990... Um, they changed around and, and, and added some new characters. It was basically the same show. Right. And uh, they just kind of went a little bit away from the crime aspect, although it was still kind of there. Because it is interesting. And, and I think later on we get into the movie, they really lampoon it a lot. You know, the, oh, yeah. the, the rock movie. They are doing far more than than lifeguarding yeah no they're like in, in the movie with the rock they are like they're doing undercover shit right they're doing stakeouts just like full-on police yeah. work right and then that's actually a joke they have throughout the movie it's like bro you're, you're just fucking lifeguards like yeah. stop leave this to the professionals meanwhile at the end of the day then you know there's big explosions happening and it's like a full-on action movie yeah it's it and one thing that's interesting if you compare baywatch the nbc show to the syndicated show is that um not only does a character come back to life because in the very first episode, a character dies and then the same actor comes back playing like a different character, but Just basically so the weird. same guy. Cause that first episode was basically like a movie. It was like a 90 yeah. minute, you know, premiere mm -hmm. with a lot going on. And yeah. And that he dies at yeah. the end. And then in the series premiere, I guess you go, he's back. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Richard Jackal who played um, Al Gibson uh, returns as a new character, Ben Edwards. And, He's basically the same character. He's like an old friend of Mitch's. He's like right up against retirement age. He has a great relationship with Mitch and his kid. You know, it's the same guy who died. Yeah. And also, it gets into one of the tropes that we keep seeing throughout the series is these over-the-top, almost like presidential-inspired funerals for when people die. You know, like they have like all of the ships and the helicopters yeah. and like the, the trucks line up and everybody's in uniform. Like it's really over-the-top, you know. And because a lot of people end up dying, like they really make it seem very dangerous. Yeah, well, I mean, that was I remember in the in the first season, um, the uh, oh god, who was the 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 woman that died in the first season? She was like one of the main cast in the first season, and they very like unceremoniously killed her. She has like a pulmonary embolism, right? Yeah, yeah. but like like they they do that like they do the fake out right where she had just survived. Mm -hmm a like harrowing rescue experience right. right and she's like severely mm. injured they make you think that she dies from that she's in the hospital and then yeah. it's like oh no she's actually alive and you're like oh cool like you know a bit of a cliffhanger you know nail biter but she ends up being okay yeah and then like by the end of the episode she's dead because she has she has yeah she has like a like an internal like, a, like an embolism you're like, like what the fuck you're <laughs> like come on you can't do that to me because i actually really liked her character yeah and and she's one of many characters that, that you start seeing throughout the show that is like a pseudo love interest for Mitch. Dude, he has a pseudo love interest with literally everybody. What one thing that this show never ceases to amaze me with is how irresistible every woman on this show finds him. Dude, it's ridiculous. Like the and and that was okay, so just jumping ahead real quick here, that is the whole premise of May, like main Baywatch series finale. 
Yes. Like the, Which is not written like a series finale. No, it's written like a throwaway filler episode. The mm-hmm. entire premise of the episode is this younger girl, which is also kind of creepy, that whole thing, right? Who's like upset, because at this point, right, it's like, you know, um, late or uh, mid to late 90s. So, right. you know, Mitch is already in his 40s at this point. She's right? much closer to his son's age than yeah. his. Yeah, and she's like, you know, she has like a teenage crush, but it's more than just that because she's engaged and she's ready to call off her entire wedding over like this obsession with Mitch. And it's and, and it becomes like rom com ridiculous because Mitch tries to throw her off the scent by pretending he's dating one of the other lifeguards. Yes, one and of they the have many that- female like like potential love interest. Yeah, up to but then it becomes like it becomes like slapstick almost because. He says, he's like, I don't want to be involved in this. But then when she's there trying to, um, you know, put up this facade that they're dating and like she purposely spills wine on her and Mitch goes to the other girl and he's like, oh, why don't you just go like, you know where the laundry is like, you get one of my shows like pretending like they're actually together, but she has no fucking clue. And he's just like trolling her the entire time. It kind of makes Mitch seem like a real asshole. And then the final scene is him getting in the back of the truck with Numi with the Zimmerman twins, whatever they were called. Exactly. It's just, it's, Again, it was hilarious, and I loved it, but it just was not a finale. Like, there was no closure on anything. And then the subplot with the sandcastles yeah. had... It was, it was just ridiculous that this kid with uh, albino disease or whatever makes sandcastles on the sand, and he... is just so stupid. There's always a crazy subplot in many of these episodes, like, where, you know, it's just, like, completely unrelated. Because, because so, when the show begins, Hasselhoff is one... But there's another character um, who's more like 1A. So Craig Pomeroy, played by Parker Stevenson. He's, he's my the, favorite character. Yeah, so he is, um, he's in all of season one. He is a lawyer by day, lifeguard by other day. Yeah, by also day. <laughs> like. And like the, the pilot begins with him basically not going into his law office so that, so that he can like be a um, lifeguard. And he has like this, he has a wife who's a big character and what, and you're watching this pilot and you're thinking, oh, he's as big a character as Mitch is. Yep. And, you know, he's there all of season season one. He comes back uh, in seasons eight and nine, uh, but this time he's divorced. But yeah, he's one of like many people who make being a lifeguard like in the show into like the biggest profession possible. Like, yeah. They really like stress just how important it is. You know, like on more than one occasion, they, they tell doctors or paramedics to step back because he's a lifeguard. Like, it's so they're, as, absurd. As they're CBR. Yeah, it's so absurd. And yeah, uh, yeah uh, Craig Pomeroy was my favorite character by far. And I was very mad when I started watching season two and he wasn't there. Yeah, they switched like, into more Hasselhoff because going with the international syndicate. Right, going with the Hasselhoff thing. Yep. Right, you know they kept Erica Olaniac, mm-hmm. right, and then the uh, I forgot the guy that played. Uh, uh, you got Eddie Kramer. Eddie Kramer, thank you. Yeah, yep. right. And I liked his character a lot yeah. too, right? Especially in season one. Yeah, you know they kind of made him like a little bit of a doofus in season two. Yeah, um, you know, but it was just like, yeah. So, I mean, season one, they, they should. I mean, listen. Good for them for having the success they did internationally by putting the Hoff front and center. But like, goddamn, Craig Pomeroy and that all those plots from the first season were so much better. And then, and then once he's gone, they start adding in all these like beautiful women. So you have Yasmin Bleeth, you have Pam Anderson, Nicole Eggert, Carmen Electra. You know, you really start going through like a who's who of like Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition in it the really, 90s. Yeah, it, 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 just, it just became, like, every season became, like, another issue yep. um, of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit because they were just constantly rotating new women with, like, huge tits, you know, on there and zero acting ability. Oh, and the montage. The the montage. The, and with, the, with a very accurate wording. like So, like, the song, the lyrics to the song are always very accurate to what's going on like yes. you know like, like like having a heavy heart or this or that <laughs> or you're amazing like we're gonna post um from that from the series finale of the original Baywatch is this amazing um montage of the young girl falling in love with Mitch as he's just like walking around Dude. and they keep on cutting to her and it's like the worst acting ever where you just see her go you know, like she's like smiling off and just God, like it was so bad. Like that and and that was like it was like a four minute montage yes. of just her smiling at Mitch doing anything. It was awful. <laughs> like, now <laughs> yeah. Now midway through 
like like Baywatch. They start. They, this is when they're like they're at their height in like 1995. Yeah. And so this is when we really start getting some fodder. So um, if you're watching on uh, YouTube or if you want to visit a New Jersey free blockbuster, you can check out. We have a VHS of Baywatch the movie Forbidden Paradise, which available on, on VHS. I guess you could find it like online. If you actually live in today's time, but if you, <laughs> but we're gonna have a copy of it uh, at our NJ Free Blockbuster at Three BR, and um, this is basically a ninety-minute commercial for Hawaii. There's very there's very obvious scenes with Hawaiian Airlines, with um, Avis. Uh, there's there's a whole bit with um, Turtle Bay Hilton. Which well, I was gonna, gonna say yeah. that was something they had at the end of every episode. Yeah, um, like I remember when I when I when I started watching Hawaii and I watched the first episode, there was so many unnecessary shots of them sitting at the restaurant at the Hilton with the Hilton sign very they clear, are selling it. And yeah. I said to myself, I was like. I was like, God, I wonder how much Hilton paid for that sponsorship. And at the end of every episode, it was like promotional consideration. It's like the Hilton. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and we first get a bit of that, like in this movie where uh, the Baywatch team goes to Hawaii for like a lifeguard exchange, which makes no sense, you know, Dude. so they good for them to go to Hawaii. And then so much of the movie, there's at least 20 minutes of just Pam Anderson by her waterfall, like lounging, <laughs> like, you know, and, and, you know, with her boyfriend and just looking amazing. There's, there's tons of beauty shots of that. And and it's it's, it's so, so that's kind of when Baywatch at its height, and then right around the same time we get the first spinoff, which is Baywatch Nights, and <laughs> I am going to play a clip that tells you all you need to know about Baywatch Nights. You know, some people think the beach closes after the sun goes down. Uh, uh-uh. that's when it really starts to heat up, especially if you're a PI. Now I know what you're thinking. Mitch is a lifeguard. What does he know about being a PI? Well, uh, they both involve rescuing people. Turns out my best friend Garner went partners in a bankrupt detective agency with a beautiful brunette PI who left New York for the California sun and adventure. What can I say? When someone yells help, I jump in with both feet. And I hope you do too, as we introduce a new series of private eye adventures called Baywatch Nights. Sit back and enjoy the ride. I mean, this is obviously all about Hasselhoff's ego, right? Like, like it has to be, right? Like, it's just, it's, it's too absurd for it not to be. It's like he went back, it's like he got tired of doing Baywatch, and then, like, he pitched something to the producers, and he was like, guys, what if we just did Baywatch, but also did Knight Rider, but also did Miami Vice, but also did Magnum P.I. all at the same time? All at the same time. <laughs> now, speaking to being, like, a vanity product for him, so obviously he's the producer, right? He's, he's the main star. And obviously, once again, every woman can't keep their hands off him. <laughs> he also is the singer. He's one of the singers of the song. So the, the opening theme song, After the Sun Goes Down, it's actually performed in the first season by um, R&B legend Ru- Lou Rawls, who is an actual character. He runs like a nightclub that's called Nights, hence the name Baywatch Nights, <laughs> that he and the other PIs frequent. And... And like they mentioned in that little intro he just said, you know, the character of the cop from the first couple seasons of um, of, Baywatch, uh, of Baywatch now has his own um, uh, private eye. So Sergeant Gardner Ellerby is now a private eye. Angie Harmon, in her first TV role, later on, you know, she's known for Law and Order. She's in it. And also, of course, she can't... She, she can't she can't resist herself around him too. They of all, course, they have a will there, won't they? But obviously, she's also into him. But I just remember watching the beginning of that. Yeah, and it was like, it just such a blatant ripoff of Miami Vice because he yes. has the the white big sports suits, coat, yeah. you know. And I mean, like, come on, the cop, his sidekick is also black. black like yep. those tubs, right? It's just, it was it, like. I, I just can't. It's when you, it's you know. There's what is the uh, the imitation is the highest form of flattery. Like yeah. whatever it is. That is just straight copying. Like that is just straight fucking copying. And it's airing at the same time. Like it would be one thing. Yeah, my was advice like was still on a continuation. No, well, yeah. no. I mean, like as Baywatch too. Mm. Like it's airing at the same time as mm-hmm. Baywatch. So like 
he's still working as a lifeguard. So some episodes, it's just all him in private eye mode. Right. Sometimes it begins and he's like on the beach in a tower and something happens. You know, that you know, they have like um they have so as we were talking about early, Eddie Kramer comes back, even though at this point he's left Baywatch. Right. He supposedly had 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 left with Shawnee to get married. Now he comes back. There's no mention of Shawnee. He's just in this one episode as a lifeguard back at Baywatch. So the continuity makes no sense there. Um, so then um, we like like episode 16 is basically an episode of Baywatch. Yeah. You know, like somebody is like um, somebody is stalking one of the lifeguards. And of course, Bay, you know, like in his capacity as both head of Baywatch and private eye, you know, Hasselhoff ends up saving them. Um, you know, they introduce Donna Marco. Who is a character who actually ends up um, like joining Baywatch proper? Yeah. So like, because and this is this is the height of Baywatch uh, logic. So they introduce a new character who takes over the Knights in the second season, and then like as they're kind of wrapping up Baywatch Knights, she takes the test and becomes a lifeguard. <laughs> so she's like a former club owner who is now just like a regular. Yeah. Um, that. So yeah. Well, I also love too, like how the the drastic shift in the intros too, because even even like at its height when Baywatch was in the, you know, dealing with like the just absurd amount of criminal activity on their California, their nice rich California beach, right? Yes. The intros, right? The 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 montages and stuff you had in the intro, they were always you know just shots of people diving into the water and yeah. like rescues and stuff like that. The intro to Baywatch Nights is like. There's, he's, he's punching a guy off the side of the... Like, he's hanging yeah. on for dear life. It's like full-on action movie shit, too. Like, it's just... The, the contrast is just so absurd, especially when you take it into, 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 the, into consideration, like you said, that it's running at the same time. Yeah. So, like, he literally is doing this at night. When does he sleep? Yeah, like... Exactly. He's also a father yeah. and, like, presumably doing other things. Mitch yeah. Buchanan does a lot of cocaine, guys. That is the answer. <laughs> or maybe he's super-powered, and you say... Well, that's crazy. Where are you going to see that in the canon here? Well, <laughs> the second season of Baywatch Nights. So the first season... This is where it goes does, totally off the road. This, this is, is where this, they gave up. This is why I love Baywatch This Nights. is where they gave up. <laughs> so the second season, the show takes a hard paranormal turn. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, uh, it's The X-Files, which is really popular. You know, X-Files, Buffy the Vampire Slayer came out around this time. Like, all of these more paranormal shows are really popular. And, <laughs> like... He's a private eye, but he also has like a medium now, like works with him. Oh god, that was so yeah, bad. He's a terrible. Oh, that was so bad. And then, and then, like you see, uh, human fish hybrid monsters. Yes. Aliens, ghosts, time travel. <laughs> you have these reanimated Vikings. I mean, like in episode twenty, Mitch and Ryan visit a fortune teller. Um, they learn that Ryan has like latent psychic powers, and they end up traveling twenty years into the future. <laughs> I mean, the first episode of season one, it starts off just like any episode of Baywatch or Baywatch Nights. There's a mystery surrounding um, a woman who is found as the only survivor of a shipwreck off the coast. Yeah. Right off the bat. You're just like, okay, very normal Baywatch episode. But then you're just like, yeah, but the, sh but the ship actually went down a couple weeks ago. How did she survive? And so like Mitch and Ryan, they go out to where the shipwreck was and they like go down and they're scuba diving, and they find that like these people who survived it are being held captive by a half <laughs> woman, half fish monster who's trying to use them to like procreate. Yeah, it's the most absurd <laughs> thing ever. And like you actually see the monster, you see like it's not just like they're imagining it. Like you see monsters, you see time travel, you see all of this. It's, yeah, and it's just I and at the same time, like if you turn on. Another day of the week, and you just watch Baywatch. They're just on the beach running. Yeah, I like know. It's, it's, it's existing in the same world. It's so I love it. Yeah, it's so absurd, but I love it at the same time. Yeah, because it just it gives like Baywatch is one of those series in all of its incarnations that simply gives zero fucks right. about storytelling because they know like listen. If we just throw enough David Hasselhoff and enough Playboy titties at you, you're going to ignore all of the plot yep. holes, all the continuity issues, and you're going to love this show. And guess what? The formula <laughs> worked. Like, <laughs> and without Has and besides Hasselhoff, basically everybody's expendable. Yeah, which is a constant. You know, like there. Well, are even some... he got out of Hawaii a little bit towards exactly. The end there, he was yeah. not in the last season of Hawaii, but like, like it's just you know they go through so many characters and like Numi is always there and they go through like different you know like you have you have certain characters who keep coming back and stuff like that. But for the most part, 
Like people just sometimes they just disappear. Sometimes they're written off. Sometimes they're not. It's just a constant flow of. So Numi is the guy I wanted to talk about. He's a real lifeguard because he is a real lifeguard. Um, this is Numi to me is the unsung hero of Baywatch as a whole because he's the only guy that is there aside from Hasselhoff is there for just about everything except for like nights, you know? Yeah. He's but, a, he's in, he's not in every episode, but right? He's but in he's every a season. Constant. And even, yeah. even in season one, I remember like it was really weird, especially in season one and season two a little bit. He was a top build actor, but he was, he was like background character for like yeah. most of season one and a little bit of season two. Like, yeah, but he's still in like 180 episodes. Like, yeah. but it, all the way through the end, then he's one of the guys in the finale with the Zimmerman. It's like it's just, which also like they they both a little old at that point. The Zimmerman twins look a little young. I don't know, but it was, oh god, just back on that finale again. Just the fact that the final scene of Baywatch proper before Hawaii and before nights was hit, or like during nights, I guess, was Hasselhoff jumping on the back of the the Baywatch pickup truck with these two blonde twins being like, you know, and he had that little moment right right before there, you know, and then he's like, ah, no, fuck off. I'm yeah. Going. Like, it's just... They ride it in a way where you think he's going to get with, 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 with his love interest yes. and then he just... No. And he's just like, goodbye. <laughs> but he's at the top of the world. So, so, so the way Baywatch ends, right, he has this one young woman who's like who after meeting him five minutes later is about to leave her uh, her future husband for him. <laughs> you have another woman pining over him, and you have the Zimmerman twins, which are two very attractive young ladies, half his age also yeah. are. And he's like, he's still the he's still uh, the head of Baywatch. He has lots of friends. He is at the top of the world. And then, just because the show, I think, was dipping in the ratings a little bit, so they needed to um, change it up a bit. So they create Baywatch Hawaii. So... It's technically a new show, kind of the same show. Basically, oh, bro. the the time slot for Baywatch was given to Baywatch Hawaii. And it starts off with the most out-of-character Mitch moment. So the last time we saw so Mitch, bad. he was happy. He was just, everything was going great in his life. Then Baywatch begins, and he's like Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. Yes! And here is the clip. Hawaii. It's always been my place to go for excitement, relaxation, and fun. right now it's a place of solitude empty beaches a place where i can be alone i'm here on a personal search something i had just realized i had lost finding it isn't going to be easy might take some time probably some pain and a little lot of heartache but if I'm lucky if I'm real lucky I'll find what I'm looking for so that's the kind of <laughs> intro that's the kind of intro that if you had no context on previous Baywatch you would think that the finale of Baywatch proper yeah. involved like like a, a land invasion from China on the California beaches where all the people of yeah. Baywatch were wiped dead. out They're in a horrific dead. massacre and he's the lone survivor and now he's in solitude in Hawaii of all places like it's just, and, and, and even so again for for those of you that are um that have seen this right the that clip finishes with a picture of with a with a shot of him on a beach in like a hoodie and like dark clothes, which you never see him in. He's like, you know, he's got like like several days of, uh, of stubble. growth on a, a yeah. of stubble on his beard, yeah. and he's wearing a bandana. And he looks at the camera with this like, with this like like foreboding fucking like his like everybody he knew was dead. It was it's so like the opening of that makes no fucking sense because. Five minutes later into the episode, he's like, "Yeah, you know what, man? Let's set up a lifeguard station here in fucking Hawaii, right? Let's bring all the all the." While guys he's back still working Baywatch. in L.A. too, yeah, right? He's like, "I'm still working in L.A." Franchises Baywatch, dude. It's like it's so. I, I don't understand. Like, I want again. 
I want to be in, I, I want to like be in the writer's room when these sorts of ideas come up because I want whatever drugs they're taking. Like, it's just absurdity. He's so serious. It's actually jarring because like, with some of these monologues, like at the beginning of these episodes, like like at the beginning of Baywatch Hawaii, it's actually pretty well acted and really serious, but it's just out of like context with the entire rest of the episode. Yeah. Like he is going through this serious thing and you're thinking, oh, this is going to take a while for him to like break through. Moments after this, you see like his shack, which is just like the shack in Last Jedi. They watched this episode yeah. and, they, and Ryan Johnson borrowed a lot, but he, you know, he has like, he has this gorgeous, like view but it's like a small shack that's you know on on like a on like a less um visited part of the island and what happens is a family is on like an empty beach they go out four of them he saves all four it's really important to note this because mitch buchanan never fails right so yeah. he because you know mitch buchanan is a former naval seal he works for the cia he just he does everything you know he's he's amazing but because he doesn't save the littlest girl, the fourth person he saves in time, she has to go to the hospital. She lives. Yeah. Very important note there. But because he doesn't save them all like Superman really quickly, he starts having like a midlife crisis about like how he's lost a step. Yeah. But just to be, just to be clear here, in very treacherous water, he saved a family of four in like two minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, and it, Mitch's lows are not other people's lows. No, seriously. <laughs> and, then, and then again, it just it's so absurd to think about when he was talking about how you know, Hawaii is his place of solitude, right? Yeah. Which, yes, there are lots of islands in the Hawaiian chain. Not all of them are as densely populated. And he does have a connection to Hawaii. Because right. the character Mark, who we meet in Baywatch Hawaii, who because they go there to train as part of this, like, exchange. Right. He is in this episode, too. He's in several episodes of Baywatch Hawaii. So, like, he knows people. He visits there. But I just Turtle Bay the, Hilton pays for it, I guess. You know. But I just love the chain of thought where he talks about... He's here for solitude, right? Yes. But then as the episode opens up, again, with this Hilton chain on there, you are clearly not on an island that is going to provide you solitude. You're clearly on a more yeah. densely populated island of Hawaii, a big tourist attraction. Yes. And that opening scene, it kind of reminded me of the opening scene of The Lost World um, with, with Jurassic Park. You know, oh, yeah. The family goes to like that one island, right? Now, that's the kind of crossover we need. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch would punch a dinosaur in the face. Totally. <laughs> and... What's interesting about Baywatch Hawaii too is that it gets overly technical. Like it's very educational when yeah. it comes to like styles of lifeguarding and and they work with the Coast Guard more. And I guess because so much of their expenses are being covered by like Turtle Bay Hilton and I guess all this other stuff and I, and I'm sure that the Hawaii like government like as a part of like it. So like they kind of amp up the like the the production value. You, you see Coast Guard um ships and helicopters all the time. And um, the, and they're they're really into like the whole like uh, business of lifeguarding. Like they're very yeah. technical about it in that show. Yeah, because what they do is they gather a bunch of people from around the world for them to not only train there, but also to share different lifeguard techniques. You know, from from um, from California, Hawaii, Australia, right. kind of all over different things. And it's it's really technical. Also, in my opinion, because we we know that. You know, like, this is all about women. I think this show has the hottest women, in my opinion. Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I that. You know, so they bring on a couple... But Erica Olaniak is tough to top. She is tough to, tough, tough to top, but I like... Um, I like... Uh, I like uh, Jesse Owens, for, uh, played by Brooke Burns. Yes. Her and J.D. Darius were on main Hawaii, and they end up coming to this school. Numi ends up coming... Numi shows up with the boat. So I guess they take like like the big yellow scarab boat, yeah. which is like the symbol of Baywatch, right? They bring one of them to Baywatch Hawaii. And even though they're still unloading it off the boat, something happens that I guess the boat has gas in it. I don't right. know. They immediately jump in the boat and save somebody as they're unloading. That's the other thing about Baywatch. They're always in place to save people. No matter where they go, there's somebody drowning. And Numi, again, just back up, like, Numi is the man. Like, Numi yes. is the guy. He's like your, he's your go-to. He's your come-with guy. He's the guy that's always going to be there. He's what I thought Craig Pomeroy was going to turn into, yes. right? Because he was like, because Craig Pomeroy was like, he's like, I got it. I'm here all the time. Like, I am your dude. And then that became Numi after that. But I, like, those are my favorite kinds of characters. Yeah. The ones that, like, you don't necessarily need to to give them like complex backstories or whatever. There's just always got to be the guy that's there to be the guy, and like that's fucking new me. And we got to talk about Jason Momoa. 
Um, yes. Before we do that, though, I love. I just I actually started reading some of these cards here. So this one um, has. Uh, uh, Fuck, I don't remember these two these two characters' names on it. But the description on the back of the card is all about you never know who's going to show up in the Baywatch set. Guest stars, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Joyce Brothers, Geraldo Rivera, pro volleyball player, Karch uh, Carrilli, and blah, 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 blah. Past guests have included Little Richard and Billy Vera. Here, which I assume they mean this card. Yes. They say here, former pro wrestling champ Hulk Hogan makes an appearance on set along with former Hardy Boy star Parker Stevenson. So Parker Stevenson is the... The um, the the female there, I assume, right? Yeah. And then that is not. Oh, so man. if you're not watching they were, the, the video, they were come stuck together. If you're not watching the video, there is a the cards were stuck together. So oh my god, this one are two. So, so, so now Matt can see that we do have a Hulk Hogan card. They were come stuck together. Okay, I lied. The card is accurate. Oh yeah. man, whoever yeah. was was looking at these cards got excited. Maybe yeah. they were. Maybe they like so. Like Kikoa and Lee from Baywatch Hawaii, absolutely gorgeous. Like, this, like I think Baywatch Hawaii like looks the best. First off, and the women are top notch. Yeah. Also, like it makes you want to go to Hawaii. It does. It is a forty-five minute commercial a week for Hawaii. Like it does terrify you to never go in the water because every person who's visiting the island gets in the water and almost dies, and it takes like. A very elaborate Coast Guard yeah, it's, helped it's, out. Yeah, it's, it's good tourism, but not good tourism. Yeah, basically, like, it, come to Hawaii, you're going to die. It, it, no, it taught me to go to Hawaii and do not leave the sand. Never go out in the water. Otherwise, you're going to have a great time. Um, and it's just, it's so weird to see Jason Momoa. Thin. Yeah. No tats. Short. Short hair. No tats. And like, yeah, just not looking like a homeless vagabond. Like, it's it's just crazy. It's like, he's he's one of those people you're like, I can't just envision him younger. Like, well, he's, like he was born the age that he is with the hair and the tattoos, right? You just can't. It's, it's, like, it's like Leslie Nielsen. Like I, you yeah. only know Leslie Always Nielsen. Always the silver hair. Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you remember that commercial from a couple of years ago where it was – I forget what the product was. which means it wasn't a good commercial. But it was about like Momoa going home and like getting out of his clothes. But instead of his clothes, he was taking off his muscles. I think it was a Doritos commercial. Whatever it was, it was something about relaxing. Yes. But like, so Momoa comes home. And he takes I do off remember this commercial. And he fucking takes weird. off these, these muscles, and he ends up being this scrawny guy so sitting weird. on the couch. That's kind of what he's like. Now he's in shape, but he's more of like a runner's, obviously swimmer's body. He's right. lean. He's not like big muscles that he is when he's like Aquaman. And he's so he's in both seasons, and like he he starts off um, having a smaller role, and by the end of the of the second season, he he has a really yeah, big, he's like the top guy. Big role. But before we get to the second season, we have to talk about how. The first season of Baywatch Hawaii does have a proper season one finale. It does. So Mitch Buchanan dies. <laughs> so what happens is that he goes undercover for the CIA because, of course, because of course he. Why would. wouldn't he? It's because <laughs> um, a gang of eco terrorists, <laughs> <laughs> led by a former Navy SEAL Zach Martin, who Mitch used to work with, um, are about to like blow up a bunch of ordnance out um, in the ocean to like. Scare people. Dude, it's it's like very the, it's unclear. Like the plot of Goldeneye, almost. The, right. Goldeneye like, makes more sense. This makes less sense. <laughs> like, it, in order to prove that we need to save the planet, these terrorists are about to cause an eco disaster. It makes <laughs> absolutely crazy. But Mitch is on a cover. He ends up um, trying to stop them. There's a huge explosion, and the episode ends with one line of dialogue by. Um, the guy who Mitch had put in charge of the show, uh, of, of, I'm sorry, of, of the new um, of the new Baywatch, Th- this guy ends up um, like picking up and says nobody could have survived that explosion, and you find his um, wetsuit that he was wearing, God. and then season two begins. There's no mention of Mitch. Yeah, they, there's no there's no big funeral with all the big funeral. Yeah, they, I, I guess because they want to keep it open, right? But it's weird that there's no line of dialogue because some of the people who are on the show, like Numi or um, or uh, Brooke Burns' character, like they've known him since L.A. Like these people were like his mentees. He's the mentor. He started Baywatch, right. like all this stuff. Because in terms of in terms of like timeline. It's Baywatch, Baywatch Nights, also right at the same time, and yeah. Hawaii is the end. Right, and he right. and he starts Baywatch Hawaii in the sense almost like he's um, 
he's like franchising it. So he so he he gets this guy Sean Monroe played by Jason Brooks, who's like the new Mitch. The franchising is the yeah. best aspect. So of like the... he still runs. So he's still the captain. He still runs out in L.A. Baywatch, but he's in most, if not every, episode of Baywatch uh, season one, Baywatch Hawaii season one. But like the guy who has more storylines, and we see more of is this other guy because I think you know I think Hasselhoff has a ton of money at this point. I think yeah. he just wants to kind of live his life. But you know you can't leave that. You know like I'm sure he gets paid a shit ton of money for just being in like five minutes an episode. Totally. And so like in some episodes he's in more, some he's in less. I mean, once in a while like he's just a phone call. He's the guy <laughs> on the phone. But yeah, so it's it's really crazy how then like you get to a season two, and he's gone, and there's no mention of it. So, are we going to talk about um, the Hawaii wedding now? We do. So we have to. So, oh, we have a delivery. What is Love this? Love you, just mezcal. Oh, very good. I need, I need something to wash the taste I'm, out. I'm, I'm still working on my Sex in the Beach. Yeah, I need. I need something to wash the You're wash the taste of yeah fake sugar out of my mouth. Thanks, baby. So, yes. So, Baywatch Hawaii ends in 2000. It only gets two seasons. That second season um, ends with um, a wedding of two, actually. What's interesting. So, like, you know, it's your classic, like... Well, the actual season fina- series finale on the, on the the show was yeah. ridiculous. It was another yeah. poorly done, just like a filler episode. Yeah. You know, like sense. a guy running to, like, the, the chapel to stop her from getting married, but she doesn't get married. Yeah, and... it was total filler episode nonsense. And But it is important to note that... That ends with Sean like running to stop Lee from getting married. She doesn't end up getting married, but for some reason they can't get Sean to come back for Hawaiian wedding. But they get Lee to come back, so he just drop that plot point. So like <laughs> th- the whole second season is getting the two of them together, right? Yeah, and then he's gone, so he just drop that. Now she's dating Jason Momoa yeah. when the. Um, <laughs> Uh, when the season begins. All right, so now we get to Baywatch Hawaiian Wedding, which is a TV movie. And you haven't seen this, right? No, I didn't get you. All right, to so watch I'm it. going to explain it to you. So it is somehow crazier than Baywatch Nights. So Baywatch Nights <laughs> has time travel and ghosts and aliens, but Hawaiian Wedding makes less sense. So it starts right off the bat with some crazy stuff because the opening sequence involves two Baywatch characters waking up next to each other in bed alive the first one is mitch buchanan so we you know we didn't necessarily see mitch die so that's okay but he's just back that's comic book rules no 101 there's no there body yeah. yeah we found the we found the wetsuit yeah not right the like scarlet witch ain't dead right you know like <laughs> right and but what's weird is that next to him in bed is alexandra paul's character stephanie holden yep. at least you think she was a major character um, you might have known her. She kind of stands out from all the others because she's an attractive woman. She has like shorter hair. She's more like a type of woman you'd meet on the street right. who's really hot as opposed to like when you put her next to like Yasmin Bleeth or like Pam Anderson, she seems like she's less so. Yeah. But she's like, she's a normally very attractive woman. But she's like more like the, um, she's like supposed to be the every woman, which kind of shows you what the status is of her. Yeah. That's, that's that's she's the, the every bar, woman. Yeah. And, she, you know, like, her, her sister's actually Caroline, played by Yasmin Bleeth. She's Pam Madison's best friend, you right. know, like, on the show. But she dies. So she 100% dies. They have the big funeral. Um, like, she ends up on a boat during a storm, and uh, the ma- main mast of the boat falls on her. She's 100% dead. Just, you see the body, she's dead. <laughs> so when she wakes up next to him, you're thinking, what's going on? So it's not... It's not her. <laughs> it's played by the same um, by the same actress, but who it really is is a con woman <laughs> who has had plastic surgery. Oh my god! To look like this woman person. that he yeah, because he never professed his love for her, but like you could always tell there was like an unspoken thing between them. Yeah. So she is in league with another con man. Mason uh, Soto from an episode all the way back in season two, like literally like 12 Jesus years earlier. Fucking. And so she, at Mason's um, request, gets the plastic surgery, seduces Mitch. He proposes to her. And it's also that he can have revenge on um, Mitch Buchanan because 
as you would during any wedding, you all of his family, like his son and all these other people come and so that he can kill them all. And he basically <laughs> creates this like saw type, this saw type like like situation where like people are trapped in hot springs, trapped under a boat. Like like he creates all these crazy things. Oh god. And there's so many things about this that are like so convenient. So first off, Mitch has two sons. He has his right. one son Hobie, who we know, you know, from the first couple seasons, who's now a Baywatch lifeguard. That's right. Enough time has passed. Yeah, he's older. And he um he romances Summer. Oh, so God. he ends up romancing. So now he's like, she's a little bit older. We're like, good for Hobie. You're like, yeah, yeah well, Hobie's guy. got the Mitch Buchanan yeah. jeans. He's Damn got that right. fucking swag. And um, so even though, and there's no mention of the fact like how Mitch is still alive, but he's now like retired, living in LA. Right. And um, a bunch of um, a bunch of people start meeting his new fiance, and they're all kind of like, well, that. Yeah. That looks just like <laughs> Stephanie, who we've known for years. So they end up going to Hawaii to get married. And it's all super convenient because you know who's in Hawaii? CJ, yeah. who is yeah. um, who's Pam Anderson's uh, character. Um, yeah, um, Carmen Electra's over there. Eddie Kramer is on a boat that happens to be in Hawaii that week. Just happens so to be. So all these people right? come back and all this stuff. Is he with Shawnee or no? No. There's, Shawnee, is, Shawnee is the biggest character to not come back because we get... Nearly all of Hawaii comes back, so we get um, Jason Momoa's ca- character comes back. Yeah, um, we get um, we get Kikoa comes back, Lee comes back, all like all these people yeah, come yeah. back um, because once they go to Hawaii, like you know, they all come to the wedding, and they're also like in lifeguard mode too, so that like when this con man creates these like saw-inspired things all over the place for them to like so absurd so they have to like split up as lifeguards to stop them and they end up saving the day and the whole deal and then cj don't call the cops or anything just yeah (laughs) and cj just ends up getting married at the end you know instead of mitch because you know they have yeah of course it is so over the top and crazy but there's i knew nothing about baywatch wedding like i went into it knowing nothing and that opening scene where two dead characters wake up next to each other about to get proposed to, you have no <laughs> idea what's going on. And it's and it's crazier than Baywatch Nights. God, I'm almost glad I didn't watch it. But that, that is my favorite piece of fodder because it just... But as like a couple years later reunion movies go, they actually do a pretty good job. Because like I said, like yeah. Shawnee is the biggest character not there. Everybody else is in it. They got back everybody. Well, I was going to say, so is that considered fodder or is it canon? I think it's canon. Yeah. I think it's canon. Yeah. We really get into fodder when we talk about the 2017 movie. Yes, yeah, so I'm so excited Baywatch. to talk about this movie. And just, and I'm going to play our last clip of the episode. And this, of course, gets back to something you had talked about earlier. This is by far my favorite quote from that movie. What? Why is everyone looking at me? Summer. Hey, am I the only one that thinks this is clearly a job for the police? Yes. Yes. They really dive into and lean into the Baywatch team going way beyond their job description in this movie. I mean, this movie, I I never, I never watched this movie when it came out. Right. Because I just, I was like, right away, I was like, this is just a money grab and it's going to be. Didn't interest me at all. Yeah. Even though I generally like the the, the rock and And Zac Efron's grown on me. And Zac Efron, honestly, is one of those. So, so, so here. I think this is his best movie. Well, honestly, so here's why. No, his best movie is, uh. Neighbor, uh, what's the, the, the no the one? Oh God, he it's, it's him and Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan. They're like three friends in Manhattan, um, like young millennial friends. They're all like have jobs. And Zach Zach Efron's like the womanizer. I'll look up Zach Efron movies yeah. while, I, while I, I do this. I can't remember the name of the movie. Um, but like, had I had the movie been marketed as the comedy, awkward that moment. Actu- was it the awkward moment? No, I don't think that's it. Is it Miles? Is Miles Teller in that? Yeah. Oh, then I guess it is the movie. Okay, yeah. That awkward moment. Yep. Okay. That that's a fucking fantastic yeah. movie. Um. So had Baywatch the movie been marketed as a comedy, I definitely would have watched it because Zac Efron, I think, is somebody who is very underrated as a comedic actor. Yeah. Anytime I've seen him in a comedy role, like a real comedy role, he like absolutely excels. Yeah. Um. And this movie was basically a comedy. Definitely some action, but more or less, it was a comedy and a raunchy comedy at that. Like raunchy, but also it's it's funny how. The TV series was all about the male gaze. It was all about women in bikinis. Right. Long tracking shots. For the most part, the women are more clothed than the men. Well, th- so that's like, one of the things. It's him and The Rock are just 
built so to that's an absurd I, degree. That's one of the things I like about this movie is yeah. they kind of turn that stereotype on its head mm-hmm. by like poking fun at the objectification of characters like Zac Efron and um and The Rock. And then yeah. also the same way the one guy, um, the other guy who was like the, the kind of like overweight dude or that gets his like dude from the very beginning, like the movie, the one of the opening scenes of the movie is that guy getting his dick stuck between the slats of a yeah. fucking bed, you know, and, and I was just like Wow. Like, I was not, like, the movie went in a completely different direction than I expected it to. Yeah. But it was funny. There was some good action to it. Like, the story was just, you know, basic whatever story. But, like, it was way better than I expected it to be. Yeah. I was kind of sad that it didn't go that, that well. Like, it didn't get sequels. Cause it just, I know. It kind of it was, it's, the thing about The Rock is he kind of has a base level. Yeah. Of, like, he, you know, like, he doesn't always make great movies, but th- he is. A classic movie star in the sense where he can carry an okay script like he can like he has classic charisma yeah. where like you watch this guy and you're like oh he's a movie star and Zac Efron to a, to, to yeah. a somewhat lesser degree is very much the same way like it, they just you you liked seeing them together they had a lot of chemistry like this weird buddy yeah. like they almost had a buddy cop dynamic they do and I honestly think as, as good as that dynamic was between uh, Zac Efron and The Rock I think that if you would put almost anybody else in The Rock's role, pick any other sort of Hollywood-type leading man, that I think the movie would have been better received than it was. Do you think people were expecting more of like a action movie because... Yes, I think people were expecting more of an action movie because of The Rock. And, you know, The Rock also does comedy really well. And he was great in this movie, but I think that he was kind of a bit of a detriment... To to the movie only because he didn't he didn't fit the same profile as all the rest of the main cast in the same way that they did right, right. Um, but again overall I was really surprised by how good that movie was and the thing that really surprised me was yeah like the kind of raunchiness of it like it was a lot. You know, I, I didn't realize it was rated R because again, I didn't yeah. you know pay attention to it when it first came out. But it's a pretty fucking raunchy movie with some of their humor, and it's and it's good. Like the yeah. jokes land, it's entertaining. Um, you know, and it 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 gives you like a nice kind of like feel good, fun experience at the movies. Yeah, and let's get into like the continuity continuity of it because it's not so clear if this is canon. So first off, it's definitely not. It takes place in Florida. Which is fine because it's part of the whole like Baywatch being a franchise, right? We already know there's a Baywatch Hawaii, so now there's a Baywatch Florida. So it takes place in Florida. What's interesting is that The Rock plays Mitch, right? And we have a C.J. Parker played by Kelly Rohrbach. We have a Summer Quinn played by Alexandra Dario. We have a Matt Brody played by Zac Efron. Stephanie Holden, who is the one who dies and then is impersonated by a con man. That character exists, played by Ilfinesh. So it's yep. kind of almost like that crazy theory people have how like James Bond is a code name. Right. Are all these people code names? Because all of these characters have the names of all these characters that we have in Correct. the Watch movies. But we have the original CJ, called CJ, and we have the original Mitch also be in this. So we'll, we'll post some photos. One of my favorite parts of the movie is when The Rock is fired because um, of the corrupt um, like city manager. Yep. He ends up working at a cell phone store. So great. And he's wearing shoes. And this is a great callback to the pilot. The pilot yeah. of Baywatch, when Mitch gets promoted, he stops wearing um, he because he's supposed to be like in charge now. He's for for the day he stops wearing sandals. Right. He's wearing <laughs> and shoes. he's wearing yeah, shoes. He's like dressed nicely. Yeah. But Mitch shows up and he's like disappointed in the rocks mitch because he's wearing regular shoes and uh you know like even before you see um david hasselhoff's mitch um when the rock is fired he gives um he gives zach brody played by um zach efron um he matt brody rather he gives him the keys to tower one and on tower one we'll post a photo on our instagram they have the classic baywatch life um preserver with Hasselhoff's picture on it. Exactly. And then later on, uh, they have, you know, like, um, CJ played by Pam Anderson come, and she's walking in slow motion, like crazy slow motion, because they talk about how the best lifeguards walk in slow motion, and she's in charge of the Baywatch Hawaii division, 
which is in canon because the last time we see her, she is living in Hawaii and just got married in Hawaii. Right, which is why it makes it hard. Like, there's a, there's enough there to make you think that yeah. the Baywatch movie can be canon, but the fact that they they call out too many people yeah. by their first and last names in order for you to believe that there's any way that The Rock's Mitch Buchanan yeah. can be the same as David Hasselhoff's Mitch Buchanan. like They just simply can't exist in the same universe. Yeah, and it borrows a lot of plot points from the pilot because, you know, the pilot introduces yeah. that um, that um, Australian um, lifeguard right. who's worked the beast next door. He wants to join Baywatch without taking the test. Right. Just like... Zach Efron wants to join Baywatch without taking the test because he's like this disgraced former um, U.S. Olympic swimmer and all this stuff. And it almost makes me think that the Baywatch cameos of Hasselhoff and Pam Anderson were done late in production. Yeah, I think I almost feel like if they would have known from the beginning that they were going to get both of them back, they would have just given new names to a couple of the people. I agree with that because it could have very easily been canon if they just didn't make it so that it was like, you know, Mitch and CJ and everybody else. Like, I think they very easily could have put it into the, you know, the prime Baywatch continuity. Let's call it, even though it's an absurd thing to think about with nights and everything else, but they could have done it. But yeah, I agree. It seems, especially seeing as how those scenes are basically at the end, all like borderline after credit scenes. Yeah. I would agree. I think that everything was written most of principal photography was done. They were like, oh, hey, guess what? You know, We can have these... Because re- yeah, they're two great cameos. Yeah, they're, they're great. T- they're two of the better jokes in the whole series. Although, in it of itself, Pam Anderson's cameo is a bit of a joke, like a little meta, because she, you know, in real life, right, she would complain about her lack of... You know lines and like whatever on the show, and she, she doesn't say a word. There. And her, yeah, she's like, <laughs> she doesn't say a word in the movie. She just shows up with the slow motion walk, yep. tits out, and then it's just like, wow, she's hot. And then that's it. They didn't even give her a single fucking because she's because she's in so slow motion, dude. That we don't have time to get to it. Like we don't like her whole cameo is spent walking you run out of and time. sitting down. That you run out of time. It's great. Now. This is a perfect segue then to talk about like where we want to see this series go, if anywhere. Yes. Or also like kind of a what if for me is that 2017 when this movie's made, Momoa is hot. He's big. Right. Right. And like, you know, now that he's not going to be Aquaman anymore, I wonder, like, it would have been a great what if if he was in this movie. Like, imagine if he was the Rock's part. See. But he was playing the character from Hawaii. Right. And then so it would have been like, because it would have been a great like sequel plus it could have been his own thing everybody else could have been new but he could still done like that like, like the baywatch tropes that also could be like a good like sequel if they ever make another baywatch because like he's really like because he looks more like a lifeguard now it's crazy so that so that's where i would want this to go right take take the same thing that they were trying to insinuate with the hawaii opening where yes. like, mitch had gone through some sort of traumatic experience right tell us that um, Jason Momoa has gone through some sort of traumatic experience and, yeah. he, and and put him someplace like truly international, right? Put him like on the beaches of fucking Thailand or something, right? And just, right. he's off in a little bit of solitude, very much like Hawaii. He ends up saving a family, you know, from the, you know, whatever issue they're having in the surf. Yeah. Have the majority of the movie then go into like the Baywatch, the classic Baywatch he gets embroiled in a criminal thing, right? Because yeah. one of the people that he saved was actually like the bad guy. And it's supposed to be like, yeah. make it something like that and then have the movie end when every, all the main conflict is resolved. You know, somebody's like, hey, would you like to start a you know a lifeguard thing here? It's like, what would you call it? And like the final scene of the movie, he goes, I'm going to call it Baywatch. Like that's like yeah. the last, right? Like, you, you, and you know, could you know have, Baywatch is never mentioned until that part, right? And you could have, I love that, by the way. And also you could have Hasselhoff in it in a little bit. Exactly, like, At yeah. the end too, because Hasselhoff, is his mentor. Yeah. He he, he worked with Hasselhoff for a couple of years and he was in Hasselhoff's wedding. Yeah. Like you he you would. Don't even, you don't even need to have Hasselhoff on location. You can do it like they did in Die Hard 2 where he yeah. calls up Al and he's like, hey, just need some advice, right? And a little conversation yeah. like between exactly. them. Exactly. Uh, you're welcome. Whoever produced with CBS or NBC, like, you're welcome. Is your idea. See, the thing about Baywatch is it's, it's, even though it originally was an NBC show, like, it's owned by, like, a smaller European-based, I think, uh, production company now. Like, so it's not That's like... Where the syndication came from, yeah. Exactly. So, like, it's, it's still, everything's always going to be rebooted. And, like, it's enough of a name that we'll get another Baywatch, but it's not like one of these, like, NBC or Disney properties where 
you're definitely going to remake it right away. Like, right? Like, Disney is everything Disney owns. They're, yep. like, putting on streaming. They're doing all types yep. of remakes and all this stuff. You know, there's less of a need for content from this random producer. So, like, they're still going to do something, but I think it might be a couple years before we see something. I would just... But if they do it, I, it's a shame that the Baywatch movie didn't get more successful because it was kind of like that perfect Starsky and Hutch kind of like... Yeah. Bewatch... Um, not, I'm sorry. Bewitched. Yep. Kind of like meta comedy. I thought that was good. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, there we go. So... That is our Baywatch episode, guys. Make sure you uh, follow Cannon Fodder and the Review Podcast Network on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, you know, we have some content, you know, specifically for this show. Go to the NJ Free Blockbuster at our sponsors, 3BR, to watch how Baywatch is meant to be watched. Don't don't watch it online or, or, or DVD. Watch it on VHS, because that's what it's made to be. That's right. So um, until next time, everybody, I'm Ed. I'm Matt. And this is, is Cannon Fodder. Fodder.